0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Not About Wrestling, the only interview show where I sit down with the biggest names in professional wrestling to talk about everything except professional wrestling. I'm your host, Chris Illuminati, and on today's show, I'm talking to AEW superstar Scorpio Sky. Sky has appeared in just about every major wrestling company in the world. A member of SoCal Uncensored, Sky is also an accomplished mixed martial artist and appeared in several TV shows and even a Super Bowl commercial. In this episode, Sky and I discuss his second love besides wrestling, the Los Angeles Lakers, the fact he's never seen any Star Wars movies, his dislike of cereal, and all the other random facts on his Wikipedia page. This episode of Not About Wrestling is sponsored by Tempo. Dedicated to giving people non-stop energy, superior strength, and incomparable confidence, Tempo Supplements guarantee you'll never miss a beat. Thanks to its special formulation of natural ingredients and essential nutrients made only with the safest standards. There are two versions of tempo hungover as fuck, a natural alcohol hangover supplement and fuck coffee, a non-tropic supplement for clarity and focus. Check out both at meettempo.com. Find your rhythm with tempo. And now entering the ring hailing from Los Angeles, California. This is Scorpio sky. up everybody welcome to another episode of not about wrestling i am here with aew star scorpio sky what's up my friend
1: feeling good feeling good And since we're talking about not about wrestling i'm very excited about what's happening with my lakers right now so <laughs> i was just gonna ask my, my first question are you nervous no i'm not nervous anymore the only team that really kind of made me question that we could be pushed was the. Uh, the Clippers, and uh, they obviously didn't make it. I still think we would have beat them, but um, now we don't even have to deal with it. So it's going to be the Celtics or the, um, uh, the the Heat if we get past the Nuggets, which I expect we will. And so it's going to be a fun playoffs for the rest it, of the time.
0: It doesn't make you nervous that, like, the hot team is coming in. It doesn't doesn't bother you at all?
1: It doesn't bother me at all because of matchups like i don't see who they can get to stop lebron james uh anthony davis is unstoppable uh i think jokic is is an amazing player but he's not a defensive player he's really really gifted offensively so i don't see him stopping anthony davis and uh jamal murray you know our guards have seen what he brings to the table like even just in these playoffs our guards have had to guard Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. So I don't really see Jamal Murray bringing anything to the table that they haven't already seen before. So um, I think he's going to get his, but I don't think it'll be enough. So I'm not too nervous about them at all.
0: Are you confident enough to make a prediction?
1: I can't pick a, 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 a number. If I had to pick a number, I think, I think we went in five or six.
0: Okay, that's pretty – that's uh, confident. Five or six. Five or six. <laughs> um, so they haven't yet, No, none of the major sports are yet to crown, like, the COVID champion. Like, no one's won yet. Does it kind of put, like, an asterisk on it, like, winning?
1: I don't think so. Um, I think it's been really hard. Like, example, the Lakers work and, and the Milwaukee Bucks worked really hard all season to get the uh, to get the number one seed and get home court advantage. And you don't get home court advantage in the bubble. If you look at the Clippers Nuggets series, it's hard for me to picture the Clippers losing that game seven, if it's in Los Angeles at Staples. So advantages that you have, you don't have in the bubble. And I think from what we've seen, players are stepping up that, you know, if we're in arenas and things are normal, may not step up the way they are. You know, I don't think anyone predicted that the Miami Heat would be in the conference finals um, and, you know, in a good position to move on to the NBA finals. And, you know, I'm not attributing it to the bubble, but it definitely plays a factor. I think role players are doing a little bit better because it's usually the role players that, struggle when it comes to going on the road and playing against uh, an audience that's cheering against you and and booing you every time you touch the ball etc cetera, etc cetera. so i don't think this is a, an asterisk championship at all uh if anything this might be a harder championship than a lot of people have had to get
0: yeah i feel like basketball and hockey could at least say well we started our season it just got stopped Whereas baseball and football, I mean, football wasn't even affected. Football, they're acting like they – I mean, yeah, they're – they are uh the training camp was affected and stuff like that. But they really didn't miss a season. Like, they started and stopped the same time. They started – you know, whereas the basketball season stopped in the middle and then had to start right. again. So they – baseball, I don't know. It's kind of – you go from, like, 162 games to whatever they're playing. That's kind of a way different season than it would be. So – yeah, you know, I am honestly, I'm not going to pretend that I know a ton
1: about baseball. Uh-huh. I, I feel like just from an outsider looking in, if there is any sport that could operate without a huge fan base, baseball, mm-hmm. seems like it could be one of them. That's because but... no one watches anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they do well in arena. Yeah, so. They do. <laughs> or stadiums but yeah I mean it might be better for the players if they're instead of playing you know what you say 182 games or 162 yeah 162 162 games yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, you know playing
0: less games obviously the players are going to be more fresh so it might be good for them how how do you think uh how do you think wrestling would do in a bubble like if everybody had to live in one spot I mean we kind of do that with AEW obviously it's not
1: for months at a time mm-hmm. um, the way the nba is doing it and the other sports but you know when we get ready to go do AEW dynamite we're, we're in a bubble you know i we we just came out of i was in there for i think 10 days because mm-hmm. we had dynamite and we had a pay-per-view and then we had two dynamites after that so you know and and you don't you're you're kind of in a bubble you know I, I, it feels like you're in a bubble you know you're at your hotel you go to the arena you go back to the hotel you don't really do too much else outside of that so I think we could operate pretty well in a bubble you know I, it, it is hard I will say that like leaving for months at a time would be very very difficult like the way the these other uh, sports franchises are having to do so I don't envy that
0: it is nice to really
1: just come home and enjoy
0: it. I know it would never happen, but, like, I've always wondered what would it be like if wrestling had seasons,
1: you know? We've always wondered that. That's always been a a wonder. Um, And I think there's pros and cons to it. It could be really interesting. Like, example, if you lead up to a really big show, uh, you know, let's go back to, I believe it was Revolution, Mm -hmm. right, when when Moxley won the title from Jericho. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that was the end of the season. Right. You know, then you have to wait a whole off season. It's like, oh man, like I want to, you know, I want to see who Moxley's, you know, first opponent is going to be. And I want to see what, how Jericho responds and that sort of thing. So it could be mm-hmm. interesting, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you could lose a little bit of momentum because I think wrestling as a lot of wrestling being story-based is so, a lot of it is based off momentum. And mm-hmm. once you break that and you can just stop watching a show, don't mm-hmm. stop watching ours, <laughs> but uh, if you stop watching a show, a wrestling show, for a month, two months, you come mm-hmm. back, you're kind of like, okay, wait, what happened? Who yeah. is this guy's rival? You know? So it could break things up a little bit in a negative way. So I I, I think wrestling is best as a year round sport.
0: Yeah. I, I, the only reason I thought about it is because giving the guys like three months to heal, you know, to kind of like rest up, come up with new storylines kind of, you know, like for the guys that are, don't really have a, a path of where they're going with their story next, kind of like working them in. So, you know, like kind of like a TV series, because it is technically a TV series, kind of, you know, it's a it's a serial.
1: I think with the state of the business right now, even before COVID, um, it's I'm probably beating my body up less now than I ever have before. Right. Uh, AEW uh, has never, you know, had shown too much of a desire to do the live events. Mm-hmm. And I think. Uh, Tony Khan came out early and said that he wasn't interested in doing that at current time. He doesn't want us beating our bodies up, um, you know, for that type of thing. So save it all for TV, save it for pay-per-view. So, I mean, you know, unless it's a pay-per-view week, we're wrestling at most once, maybe twice a week. Whereas, you know, when I was on the Indies or working for other companies, I might wrestle two, three, four times in one week. So, we're definitely saving our bodies and extending our careers more uh, at this level than we normally would be. So I, I can see the idea of you know getting an entire offseason to to recover, uh, but at the same time, it, it it you you need to keep that callus. Like pro wrestling, you you build up this callus, and I and I'll say this like um, you know we we were locked down here in California for maybe two months, whatever it was, mm-hmm. and so I wasn't able to travel to AEW Dynamite. And when I came back, you know, everything hurt a little bit more. I felt like my timing wasn't quite there. Uh, my, the, the reps weren't there. And I actually am still feeling like I'm trying to build my way back to, to the rhythm that I was in before, because wrestling is very rhythm based. And like I said, again, going back to that callous, that bump callus, you need to be in rolling around, taking bumps and that sort of thing. And, and you need to do it in a match because you don't get it just from training either training will help but you need to be in the ring bumping and rolling around and doing matches and and having times and and that sort of thing getting those reps so still to this day here we are a couple months later because you know the way the schedules are no live events you might only wrestle once a week you know or every couple of weeks i'm still i I feel trying to work my way back into my rhythm so i'm not at my best i'm not where i was you know back in January from a rhythm standpoint so um, I actually again you know wouldn't really like to do an offseason just because I think we'd all come back so we'd be come back rested but you know we wouldn't we wouldn't be in
0: rhythm and I think that could actually increase the chances of getting injured. Now, that makes sense. Has there been anything that you personally or maybe AEW um, you kind of came up with that you're waiting until you're back in front of a huge audience to like do like maybe there's a new move you've come up with or there's like maybe a storyline angle that you want to pitch but you really want like a giant crowd you know me
1: personally no um they might have some things but honestly again I, you know i'm not in the behind the scenes aspect of the meetings and that sort of thing i i don't think they would hold anything back mm-hmm. i think they understand that right now entertainment is, is essential.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, especially, you know, AEW and the competitors never stopped going, uh, even when sports did.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think, you know, when we were all home with nothing to do <laughs> they understood that, we needed something and, and a lot of the things AEW has done, you know, they didn't hold anything back. You know, Matt Hardy came in, uh, Brody Lee came in. Yeah. Now we have Miro, all of these things have happened in this era, this COVID era, which, you know, if it had happened, you know, if it had, you know, waited or whatever, if it had happened before they would have been huge reactions from the crowd and it would have been really, really memorable moments and great for those stars. Mm-hmm. But, you know, unfortunately we don't have that luxury. So to answer that question, I actually can't, can't picture them holding anything back. I think they're just, uh, just unloading mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, when we come back, and we have fans, it's going to be even better cause they'll come up with more.
0: Here's the one thing that I have noticed about, uh, especially with AEW, with um, with the lack of people there. So everyone there is the performers, everyone who works. There's not a lot of, like, you're not going to different arenas with more people around. It's been really easier to keep things quiet. Like, Miro showing up was a huge surprise to most people. Whereas I feel like if it was regular going town to town, somehow that would have leaked out and it would have ruined it. So, do you think it's been easier to kind of like keep things under your hat? Not you personally, but like with the show.
1: Yeah, possibly. Um, you know, there's no risk of fans running into Miro at the airport in right. Birmingham, you know, wherever, you know, Baltimore or whatever,
0: Right. and
1: um, and, and and reporting. Hey, you know, AEW is yeah. in town this week, and and yeah. I just saw airport you know so it's it probably is a little bit easier to keep things under wraps honestly I don't follow a lot myself so you
0: know it was a little bit of a surprise to me too so oh. <laughs> you know I'm I, just tr- not I try my- not to but the internet ruins it like I try even with shows with anything like I try not to pay attention to stuff and then you're just randomly on Twitter and then you see somebody and it's like god damn it they ruined <laughs> it <laughs> you know like anything yeah. so yeah.
1: it's kind of hard yeah, it is hard. Yeah, I understand. It. I, I, I actually, for a lot of that, you know, don't really even pay attention to Twitter and, and the sheets and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. I might tweet something out, and but I don't even really look at I think I, I told someone maybe two or three days ago, I was like, I looked at my timeline on Twitter today for the first time in probably a month or two. <laughs>
0: like yeah. just, I never actually <laughs> scrolled through and looked
1: because, you know, it kind of just gives everything away.
0: Well, I tweeted at you today, and I was shit talking the Lakers. So, in case you want to see, <laughs> I wasn't shit talking. I just said if anybody had any questions before I shit talk the Lakers. Are <laughs> you a Nuggets fan? I am not. I am a Wizards fan. Oh. Yeah. Random. Well, okay. okay, so here's here's how that happened. So here's kind of what happened. So I live in Jersey. I grew up in Jersey. I'm not gonna like the Nets. I was never I like kind of liked basketball growing up, but I really didn't have like a team. I really didn't get into basketball until after my daughter was born, which was uh, 2013. I was up a lot late at night and I would watch basketball. And my real first team that I really like kind of hung on to was Golden State. But it was before Golden State became Golden State. And then when they became what they were, I was like, no one's ever gonna believe that a dude in the middle of New Jersey like liked Golden State, you know. So I was kind of like, no, no, everyone's gonna think I'm a front runner if I start buying Golden State stuff. But I really did like them. So what attracted me to the Wizards was I'm a big John Wall fan, and I'm like, okay, they're close enough where I could get their games. I could like kind of see them. They're on my time zone, so it kind of, I kind of like adopted them as my like basketball team.
1: That's not bad, you know. I like Ryu Hachimura. He looks like he's the real deal. Yeah. Uh, I was—I've been a bad Bradley Beal fan for a while. John Wall's cool. Um, we'll see how he bounces back. But um, I think you should get back on Golden State. <laughs> you. you know, like, first of all, I say forget what people say. You know, yeah. what I mean? uh, forget what people think. You know, but they've kind of—they've been on a downswing, obviously, since last yeah. year. And You know, really, even really since they blew the three-one lead. Mm-hmm. uh, Even with getting Kevin Durant, a lot of people were taking knots or shots at him, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. So I think they're going to be on an upswing now, though, because Clay's coming back. Steph's coming back. They still have um, Draymond. They've got Wiggins. We'll see what they do with that. And now they've got the number two pick. So um, a lot of people are forgetting the the Warriors are going to be back next year.
0: They are. Yeah. I (laughs) want to jump back
1: on there. I always liked the Warriors, too, honestly. I liked this Warriors team, though, even before they were, you know, championship contenders, you know, because I just always liked uh, Steph. Clay is, uh, you know, Lakers family. So uh, uh, my dream was for him to play for the Lakers. But once the
0: Warriors got good, uh, I realized that was never going to (laughs) happen. I still support them. (laughs) Maybe I'll adopt them eventually somewhere down the line. Maybe if I like them now that they're terrible, no, everyone will believe me when they're good again.
1: (laughs) And there's always room on the Lakers fan bus.
0: Uh, You know, I used to, as a kid, I loved magic. I love the Lakers. Like as a kid, so uh, I grew up in like in the late 80s it felt like you had to pick between the Lakers and the Celtics. Even if you didn't really like the team, it felt like you kind of had to pick a side. Yeah. I kind of sided with the Lakers only because uh, being a New York fan, I couldn't rightfully like any Boston team. Can't do it. Yeah, so I kind of like fell into the Laker thing. So I don't dislike the Lakers.
1: There we go. I'll take it. (laughs) So...
0: Um, one, uh, well, actually a couple things that I wanted to talk about. So normally when, before I do these interviews, you know, I go to the, uh, the greatest source of information for people. I go to Wikipedia and oh. your Wikipedia page is robust with information that I want to talk about to the point where I'm like, is this shit real? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so it, it kind of goes down the line of like real, real, what, what, what? <laughs> so let's start with the, the legit I think is real. So okay. it says it says your favorite wrestlers are Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, and Kurt Angle. Absolutely. Okay. So real quick, I want to play a game with you. So you know, like the F Mary Kill game? Okay. So yeah. we're going to play, it's called Tag, Fire, Feud. So you have tag to fire tag okay. with one guy, you have to feud with one guy, and you have to fire one guy from the promotion. Ugh. Damn. <laughs> and this is with Bret, Shawn, and Kurt. Bret, Shawn, and Kurt.
1: Oh, man, you're going to do this to me. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna tag with Brett.
0: Okay. <laughs> Why? I'm sorry, I'm
1: sorry, Sean, <laughs> I'm going fire Sean. Okay. Because because of what he did to Brett.
0: <laughs> okay, is that what it is, all right, okay.
1: With all respect, he's one of my favorites ever. And I I, I I always wanted to wrestle Kurt Angle, so I would feud with Kurt Angle.
0: So you'd feud with him. Um, uh, for the big blow off, like what do you think, would it be a type of match? Would it just be one match, like what would it be? <sighs>
1: I think just one match, um, you know, just because, you know, I've seen Kurt do some Iron Man matches that are really fun, obviously. and mm-hmm. You can do like two out of three falls and that sort of thing. But to me, and submission matches, yada, yada. But to me, uh, especially for a blow-off, there's nothing like those false finishes just for one fall, just mm-hmm. trying to get that one fall. So mm-hmm. I would just do a regular match. Plus, you know, he's good enough you don't need any stipulations unless you want to do like a no DQ or something, you know, no time limit, something like that. I'm
0: going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw one out to you that they don't really do much anymore. Uh, the number of uh, whoever gets the most amount of falls in 60 minutes. Iron Man match. Yeah. It's an Iron Man match. Yeah. yeah. So, so 60 minutes that I, th- I, those are always fun for me. I don't know. As a fan, that's of course asking two guys to go 60 minutes.
1: Yeah, I've always I've always wanted to do an Iron Man match. Uh I never got to do one on the Indies or anything like that. I, the problem I've always had with Iron Man matches though is that guys seem to win falls with moves that they never actually win matches with. It. Yeah. It's like they'll do stuff like it's like elbow drop. <laughs> oh, he got a fall off of it. It's like wait a minute. He never ever wins matches with that. Like I don't get it. So, yeah, you'd have to just do things to keep it interesting. And then again, you know, the problem with those matches is, I mean, I think to me, because I love wrestling, they are going to be interesting, but they're not really that like edgy, exciting until you get down to those last few minutes, Mm -hmm. especially close or whatever, because then you want to see what's going to happen. So that's the problem with
0: those. Do you do you sometimes watch some of the older matches and be like, man, like a suplex got over so big? <laughs> like just a, a random suplex. <laughs>
1: when I like, probably, you know, aside from when I'm backstage at AEW or if I watch the show or whatever, I probably watch more old matches than I do new matches, to be honest with you. I miss the old all style. the time.
0: Me too. I also saw it wasn't on your Wikipedia page, but I saw somewhere that you were a big fan of the Midnight Express.
1: Oh, loved them. Yeah. i was a best one. when i first uh started wrestling i was in a tag team okay uh like maybe a year in or something we started teaming and we called ourselves the aerial express because we were two high flyers and we both loved the midnight express so much mm-hmm. and so we and, and the rock and roll express as well too mm-hmm. and so we just kind of took that name and so i i miss that style it was like hard hitting and it was like more technical and things just they made the most out of everything uh, in the past, you know, and the things guys do nowadays are amazing, but sometimes it feels a little bit too much. Like how many flips or twirls can I do before I do this arm drag or drop kick where it's like not really necessary. I think.
0: Yeah. One of my favorite tag teams that uh, they weren't a tag for long, but they don't get enough credit. It was like early nineties, WCW. It was Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton. Oh, of course. Like they're One of my favorite yeah, they were amazing I mean, two probably the two best tag team performers in a tag team. Yeah. And like and people kind of like sleep on that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they were both great as singles guys too. I mean, those yeah. guys were really, really good in yeah. general.
0: Yeah. yeah. Some of that some of that stuff is some of my favorites. I mean, you gotta watch some of the other stuff that goes with it when you're watching like an hour show. Like an hour mm-hmm. WCW from the early nineties, you're like, Whoa, <laughs> some of this yeah. stuff is not <laughs>
1: You look back at at um, I think it was like uh, uh, you know Dustin Rhodes and Barry Windham were an incredible tag team, and then mm. there were um, what was it? I think it was like Ricky Steamboat and, and Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas, uh, yeah, a really WCW big tag team. I think they had a yeah. lot of matches. With each other. Just really great, great stuff back then.
0: Yeah, some of the talent back then was amazing, but they did like awful things with it the storylines were terrible so yeah all right we won't bash old wcw too much um (laughs) so my next fact i'm sure this is probably a fact but we're gonna have to talk about it you've never seen any of the star wars
1: still never seen them that's on my (laughs) wikipedia
0: yeah it says right here it says uh uh has also stated that he never seen star wars often using that fact as a conversation starter and has no plans of watching any of the films why I don't know why that would be on my way. Oh, it gets better, dude. Wait, it gets better. Like, wait till you read that. Next, like, the next line. But go
1: ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never seen them. Uh, yeah, nothing against them. I have some of my really good friends are diehard fans. I've just never seen it, and um, you know, I feel like I might be. It might be too late for me to start. Like, I don't know. I've, I've already grown up and I've watched Spaceballs and. Um, <laughs> It's like that comedian says, he's like, I, I watched it, and I did enjoy it. Um, I, think I just uh, It's too late to start at this point. Um, mm-hmm.
0: uh, so I've
1: gone just not going far, to.
0: Maybe I'll break down and watch it one day. We'll see. It happened with me. So my conversation starter used to be uh, I had never seen The Matrix. And so I, right. I finally watched it, and it was Okay. But I liked it better when I told people that I've never seen The Matrix. <laughs> because now <laughs> I've seen it, and yeah. I was like, uh, all right, it's a, now it's a dated movie. It's still pretty good, but it's a dated yeah. movie, and now it's just not yeah. as much fun. I think that's where I'm at. I enjoy yeah. being able to tell people that I've never seen it, and they're like,
1: what? You know, so. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, or any of them, like fun. any of them. Like, you didn't just that's stumble on yeah. Empire, like, as a kid, just, like, stumble upon Empire at one point. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I'll tell them, though, but then uh, I like to follow it up
0: with, but I've seen Mean Girls many times. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so that's gonna lead us right into the next line of your Wikipedia page, if you're ready. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, you're also a fan of fashion and consider yourself a metrosexual. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> I don't know. And I didn't click, but it's got a link. So I'm, I don't know if it links out to what a metrosexual means or it links out to you saying this, but this is what it says on your Wikipedia page you know what Wikipedia <laughs> <video> never lies <laughs> it's, it's all true that's
1: why i want to talk to you I about love this. fashion. <laughs> honestly i do I, I i do love fashion and really not so much fashion because mm. you know when i think of fashion I, I you know a lot of people will think like oh what's the in style right now and this season we're wearing this i'm not so much into that but i love the idea of putting together an outfit um, I, I do do I do like certain things about like oh this is hot this year like oh you know like floral shirts are hot this season you know so, okay cool let's I'm on board let's get that um, mm-hmm. but I mean obviously I'm a sneaker addict um, and just as much as that I love putting together a super dope outfit something that might go with the shoes and figure out what shoes is going to go with this what shirts going to go with that like I, I'm super super interested I'd love to get into it in a professional way one day not to be a model because but um, maybe to, I don't know whether be come out with a brand or help represent a brand or, or something. I'd love to get involved with um,
0: some sort of fashion or, or company at some point in the future. Who's low key, the worst dresser in AW? Boy, oh boy. He's going to, he might be upset
1: with me if I say this, but okay. I can't lie. MJF oh mjf is a terrible job dr- i've caught him in some moments now listen <laughs> the man can wear a suit uh-huh. i will admit that yeah but sometimes i catch him in the hotel or 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 at the gym and i'm like bro what are you wearing uh-huh. like what are those <laughs> <laughs> like I, your suits bro because that's <laughs> he's probably the worst
0: i i talked to mjf he told me to uh get on dating apps, find the first girl that'll talk to me, marry her, and, cause I'm, yeah, I'm I'm pretty ugly, and it's pretty much the end of the line for me. <laughs> That's rough. It's, it's all right, it was, it was all like, he was being honest, and you know, look, the, the man's honest. No, I don't think you're <laughs> ugly, you kind of look like, you kind of resemble uh, uh, Chris Sabin. Oh, I haven't heard that. Back in the day when I used to shave my head or shave, like, over here, I got Corey Graves every once in a while. Uh, but,
1: no, uh... Take, <laughs> take the hat off even more so. I'm like, this is Chris
0: Saban. <laughs> uh, maybe it's just my Zoom. I don't know. Maybe. Man. I don't know. I'll maybe take it people I'll, are going to watch this. Now I got to interview Chris Saban and we have to just like see if we look like each other. We just have to compare things, (laughs) compare faces. I watch that. I will watch that. We just just talk about each other the whole time. So uh, let's get back to your page because it's getting more fun. This one, I mean, this one's not bad. It's it's slightly, you know, it says about all the countries you've been to, you consider the United Kingdom your favorite.
1: I don't think I ever said that. Um, Okay. I, I do enjoy it. I, I did. I've enjoyed the time I've spent there and, and, you know, the wrestling fans are incredible out there. But I don't know if I'd consider it my favorite. I'm not sure I have a favorite. You know, Switzerland was an amazing trip. You know, I went on years ago. Um, that was, I, I don't know if it was necessarily because of the country, even though it was beautiful or was it the experiences I've had there. So uh, I can't really pick a favorite, you know, outside of the United States uh or canada because of uh bret hart uh <laughs> but yeah no that one wikipedia is is missed He missed one they missed one
0: they're wrong okay let's go to the next one uh it says you're a big wine drinker love
1: it love wine if you okay. follow me on my uh, instagram page at scorpio sky you'll see on my story a lot of wine posts you know i i just I don't know, I love red wine, man. It's something I got into in the last couple of years. And again, don't know why this is on my (laughs) weekly
0: It's all. This is all under personal life. Like under personal life, it usually just says like two lines, like maybe married, maybe has a kid. Yours is like three paragraphs of stuff. Wow. Yeah, it it gets slightly better. I mean, like not, you'll say. Uh, After graduating from high school, you thought about enlisting in the United States Army, but instead opted to go to college. And, but you dropped out your freshman year to train to become a professional wrestler.
1: That's actually pretty true. Yeah, I met with uh, some recruiters while I was in high school. I was very interested. With a friend of mine, uh, who actually did end up joining, and um, and so yeah, I was very very interested. But what did hold me back was that um, a couple of things. My my mom really wanted me to go to college, and. Um, other than that, that uh, you know, the dream of being a pro wrestler and you know I didn't really wanna put that aside uh for four years or more uh to go into the army. So I, I that was what kind of held me back.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Uh this one you're gonna have to defend. Uh okay. you where is it? I wanna make sure I read it right. Uh you once spent eight years going without eating cereal. That's a fact. Yeah, <laughs> that is a fact. Uh <laughs> My friend, uh, Kathy
1: Campanelli, uh, she uh, was uh, in NXT for a little bit. Uh, she has a, a YouTube show called Let's Get Cereal. And she's really, really just a cereal addict. And yeah. uh, finally we talked and I was like, yeah, no, I, I'm really, I've gone, you know, I think it was like at that point, I don't know, like 2011 or something since I had had a bowl of cereal. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, we were talking about, like, all right, we got to do this. So I went on her show and I had my first bowl of cereal since then and uh it was good um i haven't ate cereal since <laughs> what was it what was the cereal and that's what i'm trying to remember i was two it was two different ones we tried i picked one she picked one and i really don't even remember what they were but they were good they were, they were good,
0: good. Why,
1: what, cereal diet. what is
0: it is it the texture what is it about cereal the milk it's nothing actually i really enjoyed it
1: when i had it i just it's just nothing i ever crave or anything i ever want mm-hmm. you know i don't know nothing are against you, it are you a sweets guy, or like a savory or a sweet guy? Um, yeah, I'm not really a sweet guy. I guess savior, savory, savory. Uh, so boy, I can't even talk mm-hmm. savory uh, kind of guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I my breakfast for years was just like oatmeal and eggs, which mm-hmm. is like the old bodybuilder workout. Now I can't even eat oatmeal because I've just I had it so many times and I just can't handle the taste anymore. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's I like never cereal just hasn't appealed to me since. You know, way back in the
0: day. What, what's your weakness for food? Like, what's something you're like? Oh, damn.
1: Pizza, pizza, pizza tacos. Okay. Um, those are those are my weaknesses.
0: Do you go with like a lot of toppings or just like a straight up pizza slice? Like, what's what's on your pizza?
1: I'll, I I like to keep things pretty simple. I'll do pepperoni, maybe pepperoni sausage. I might throw some bacon on there if I
0: want. Or okay. I, you know,
1: here's the big debate. I like pineapple as well. A lot of people do not, but. You know, teach their own.
0: Here's another big debate that's going around a bunch of different wrestling podcasts: uh, burgers, cheese, or bacon.
1: You have to choose between the two.
0: Yeah.
1: No, I'm gonna do both, cheese and bacon.
0: But you can't. That's the thing. Like, they make you choose cheese or bacon.
1: Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> are very hardcore bacon.
1: Uh, I'll probably choose cheese. Yeah. If I had to choose, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't. I, I can do without bacon on the burger. I don't, you know.
1: Yeah, I can do without bacon on a burger.
0: Bacon is its own thing.
1: Well, think about it like this: If you, I don't know if you've had a double double. Yeah. Yeah, a double double is you know you don't need bacon. That thing is no. Perfect.
0: The the only time I need bacon on my burger is like those breakfast burgers where they put the egg on top there. Then then you need bacon just because you need the full breakfast effect. I agree. So. Okay, so we're good on we're good on that. We we've well, hopefully your uh hamburger takes get added to the Wikipedia page so we make sure. I might add it after this. <laughs> I'm nervous about what I post about anything now. <laughs> well, this the next two aren't up. so bad. The next one <laughs> we're going to uh, it says you hope to one day return to college to study film production and editing. No idea where they got that from. That's <laughs> what I was studying
1: before I dropped out. For, okay. For Um, and yeah, I actually do. I was actually, I was having a conversation with someone two days ago about it and and saying that, yeah, I I think I am going to go back. I think, you know, not having the pressure of having to go to college to earn, you know, degrees to make a living is, is, you know, nice. And I would be doing it just for me, which would Mm -hmm. be cool. And so, yeah, I think, um, that is something I'd like to do one day.
0: Okay. and then the last one is if you can meet any band or celebrity you'd love to meet will Smith
1: uh yeah yeah will Smith is on that list uh, I have a list of people that I would love to meet' um, oh, let's hear it. Just... Kobe Kobe Bryant was on that list okay uh, unfortunately that one's uh, impossible Muhammad Ali was on that list that's mm-hmm. not gonna happen mm-hmm. but will Smith is uh, maybe top of that list Sylvester Stallone um, Barack Obama, mm-hmm. um, and, um, I feel like I should throw a fun one on there just, just to make things, um, <laughs> who should I throw on that list? Something like, um, well, I'm, I'm guessing you already met Bret Hart. Cause you didn't say Bret Hart. Yeah. Yeah. I've met Bret Hart. Yeah. Okay. I've met, yeah. okay. I've met almost everyone in the wrestling industry except for, um, I think the rock, I've never met him in person,
0: right. but yeah, I met pretty much everyone in wrestling. So, okay, yeah, I don't know. those are the ones. And and that actually ends the personal part of your Wikipedia page. <laughs> Whew. Yeah. So it wasn't that bad. Some of them in there, I was just like, what? What? <laughs> I'm going to have to peek at my page. <laughs> yeah. So um, anything else you want to talk about before we kind of wrap it up? I'll let you go. I want to talk more about the Lakers. You want to shit talk to anyone else? You want to talk to some Nuggets fans? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm pretty happy.
1: I don't need to uh, shit talk anything. (laughs) We're in a good position. I don't want to get overly cocky. I don't want to look past the Denver Nuggets because they're a great team. I think we're better. We're just going to see what happens. Game one is tonight. I'm excited about it. And, uh, yeah,
0: that's about it. Cool. Well, Scorpio, thanks, man. I really appreciate you coming on. My pleasure, man. Anytime. This was fun. Good. And we'll talk soon. Sounds good. And that brings another episode of Not About Wrestling to a close. Guests of the Not About Wrestling show stay in their own damn houses. If you like the show, please share it on social or leave a review on iTunes. And remember to subscribe to Not About Wrestling on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com backslash brobible and find the Not About Wrestling section. Thanks again for listening or watching. And see you all next week. Well, I I won't see you at all. You know what I mean.